High upon a hill lived an older woman whose power and influence terrified those around her. Anyone who dared cross her would find themselves burdened with bad fortune. Was she truly an all-powerful witch, or were the townspeople merely reaping what they sowed? This week's episode is Hannah Crana, the Wicked Witch of Monroe County. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. You think it's Monroe? You think it's Monroe? How many DMs are we going to get? <laughs> uh, Monroe County? <laughs> I imagine in Connecticut, they probably don't say it that way. <laughs> like I, Foghorn, I have Leghorn. been in my head saying Monroe County. I'm sure it's Monroe. Mon- Monroe. Like Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. She's so beautiful. She's <laughs> my favorite. Marilyn Monroe. Good like old a Marilyn candle Monroe. in the wind. Gone too soon was good old Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> uh, oh. I was uh, no spoilers, but watching some footage for one of our future live shows today, mm. and one of the main people has a—he's like, I don't know what's going on here. So, Foghorn Leghorn. I, I say it again. Yeah, it's Foghorn, Foghorn Leghorn. Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> one he of the a, one of the best uh, voices of a cartoon character. Ever. Ooh, I know what our episodes are, and I don't even know. <laughs> What that's for? I'm as soon as we stop recording, I'm going back, and I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. I'm probably going to watch all of the footage that I can. And it's is this a live show? You said for this for this. Well, I'll even further further give you guys a tease. It's for the Salt Lake City live show. Okay, then I do know what it is. So, yeah, so. Uh, I mean, I know what all of them are, but I'm yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> I like Ooh, to it's wait a surprise until Christy for me. gets on stage. She doesn't know. <laughs> then. I'm very excited about the – I mean, I'm excited for all of them, but I feel like Denver and Salt Lake, oh, I feel man. like the topics, people are going to be, like, <laughs> hyped when we're like, tonight's episode is. Because what y'all if y'all listen to the Polybius. last week's Polybius, you got to hear how we do a live show, and it's exactly how we record a regular episode. So backstage from a mic, Heather reads the intro, and so – I think when you do the tonight's episode is blah, 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 blah. We'll get some, get some hoops and hollers. Yeah, I think it's going to go over well. Yeah, both so, of them. For I'm sure. Excited. So, yeah, if yeah. you haven't gotten tickets, go wherever you're at. Fly to Denver. <laughs> fly to Denver. Fly to Salt Lake. You know, Salt Lake. both so great excited. cities. Never been to either. Very stoked for both. My mom keeps asking me if we're going to get an up-close picture of the Grundle. And, yes, she calls it the Grundle. <laughs> Kathy Wallace. <laughs> and I, I said, I hope. your mom to say Grundle. So many times. She's texted it. She's said it. She's all about the Grundle. I love it. I hope that we can get some footage of it, some up-close, veiny footage. We got to contact the Denver airport. I think I found an email address. I might, I might reach out. If you know someone at the Denver airport, especially in media relations, just holler at me and Christy because we really want to be able to uh, get a backstage tour. It we love a world. backstage tour. Tommy and uh, Paris are going to be with us. So a brown brothers. It could be a brown. 
Brown Brothers Sinisterhood crossover backstage <laughs> tour of the Denver International Airport. I think it's called something else now. I don't know if it's yeah. called DIA. Denver. I think they just changed the letters. So we were calling it one thing and then they changed it. But that's that's it's like that's Airport rude. International Denver. International. The Airport of Denver. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm very excited, and I'm super stoked for Salt Lake. Been binging some Real Housewives of Salt Lake, and yes, I did suggest to Heather that we rent a car so we could maybe find the neighborhoods where they lived. I want to go to services at Mary's Church. They are not doing in-person services due to COVID. Oh, damn. We can still go see the sign, and I want to go meet Walter. Oh, so bad. Mayor so D at this restaurant where they had a massive <laughs> fight. And then he just stands with a stoic face. And everyone's like, Walter's freaking, Walter with a Walter, V. Walter. Like, Walter is freaking out and Walter is not moving. Walter's asleep. Walter He's standing up, no fully asleep. She straight up says, Walter is so upset right now. <laughs> just pans to him and he's just, mm. first of all, he's wearing a mask. You can't even see if he's upset. It's it's so great, man. The editing on Real Housewives is clutch. Would I want to be on there? No. But to no. be a spectator, I love it. I would not want oh, yeah. the edit that they that they would probably give me, though. They, cinematic irony is at its best in Real yes. Housewives editing. Because yeah. someone's, it's like, it's almost like Arrested Development, if you like that type yeah. of editing, where they go, you know, they say something and then, well, she's like, I love all my children the same. And then it's like earlier that day, I don't care for Job. That happens on Real Housewives constantly. Lisa Renna's like, I would never say something like that. I would die before I would say something like that. And it would be like four days earlier. She's saying the exact same thing she said she wouldn't. <laughs> or it's and just it a super cut of multiple seasons of her saying that exact same thing. Oh, all the time. It's great. All the yeah. time. So, yeah. It's great. We're not doing Real Housewives topic in Salt Lake. Uh, no. We will, we will give you all that much. But so, yeah. um, but we will be doing a Real Housewives topic soon. Soon, another Keep... little teaser, maybe with some friends, some new friends. Some so we got a lot friends. of fun stuff in the mix. We do. For yes, y'all. I'm very stoked, very excited. We know who else was excited. Oh yeah, my hero. <laughs> you know, not all heroes wear capes, but this one did, and it was black. And her name is Hannah Crana, and she is a legend. Um, Honestly, Monroe County, Monroe, Monroe County. No, it's Monroe. It's, it's Connecticut. It's Mon- It's Monroe. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I think people go, "Why would? Why are they doing this? Like, why are they covering this?" And I don't remember what I was googling, and it popped up, and I laughed so hard. First of all, Hannah Crana, come on, what a name! <laughs> and then when you start to hear facts about her, I was like hard relate both oh of us. yeah yeah so we, it's yes. also spooky october halloween season so it's perfect very into halloween we got our 31 days of sinisterhood challenge happening on instagram if you don't follow us go check that out we are suggesting a, an episode every day with a spooky theme to get you in the mood for what we say is the best best time of the year best mm-hmm. holiday so it's been fun going back through the catalog and uh picking ones and then coming up with fun little themes for them and we also yeah. have a spotify playlist you can follow and it'll oh, get yes. updated every day with the episode thanks to katie m our friend of the pod a fish friend of the pod was like what is there a spotify playlist i'm like there is now that's <laughs> a smart idea one. awesome yeah so this uh week is all about hannah crana that was not her name that is the nickname that was given to her by the people of monroe and we will find out why. But I just want to preface this with um, 
I consider myself a witch, and I mm-hmm. love witches, and I love Hannah. Agreed. Agreed. This is all... Uh, again, we picked her because she's a hero, truly. She they is. tried to paint her as a villain, but then nah. every single thing that she does that they try to point to is a horrible thing. When you really look at it morally, it's the right thing to oh, do. Oh, absolutely. Witch or she no was, witch. Yeah. Whether she was a witch, whether she was just a woman in the 1800s, <laughs> uh, she was always in the right, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. Throughout the early and middle 1800s, the small New England village of Stepney in Monroe County, Connecticut, operated in the midst of a celebrated witch known as Hannah Crana or Hannah Hovey. Her early life began as a mystery. Not much is known of her childhood, but she eventually married her husband, Captain Joseph Hovey, and together they lived in a house near Cutler's Farm Road, high on top of Craig Hill, overlooking the town. So this would have meant that he was... Probably significantly older than her, Mm -hmm. based on the timeline of wars and whatnot. So, you know, she had an older man. Mm -hmm. She was, I don't know what she looked like. She was, I imagine she looked like a woman of the 1800s. Oh, yeah. I like to think that she she was a goth style. I mean, as yes, we're proud members of the, the BuzzFeed list of uh, <laughs> outfits that every goth needs. So That's I like true. to think she had a pretty good, she's probably wearing stuff off that She list. has the don't tell me to calm down racer back <laughs> tank for sure. Also, Tommy's boss calls Ella goth girl. Just- oh. <laughs> After she seamlessly listed off a bunch of cryptids on our mm-hmm. last live stream without pausing, everyone's <laughs> yeah. jaws dropped. I, we couldn't see them, but I know because my jaw dropped. It was incredible. So she took wear that proudly. She took um, my stuffies of Mothman and New Jersey Devil into our nanny the other day. And she, <laughs> Becky goes, who are those? She's like, these are mommy's stuffies. <laughs> <laughs> this she new, knows they're yours. This is the New Jersey Devil. This is Mom Man. <laughs> and she's, Becky listened, so she's like, "This tracks. This tracks." <laughs> she, yeah. So, Goth Girl, I think, is a good. Uh, I like that. I'd take that moniker any day. Oh yeah, uh, you know, every week Ella asks me, "What's the podcast about this week?" And this week, I told her it's about a witch. And she goes, "What did the witch do?" And I said, "Well, you know, she." She did some things that some people thought were not nice, but that other people thought were fine. She's like, is she alive? And I said, no, she's dead now. And she goes, was she a witch when she was alive? I was like, hell yeah, she was. I didn't say (laughs) hell yeah, she was to my daughter. But uh, so she is very aware. She is is aware of Hannah Crana. I love it. Yes. Hannah Crana lives on in our hearts, really. Yes, always. By all accounts, Hannah's marriage was not a happy one. According to newspaper reports, her husband was an inveterate tippler or a heavy drinker, spending many nights down at the local tavern. With her husband at the pub, Hannah was often alone. Eventually, she was left alone permanently after her husband's death. Initial reports stated Captain Hovey accidentally fell off the cliff near their home, despite being familiar with the area. Other townsfolk said she pushed him off the cliff as he struggled and fought against her. But the explanation that stuck was that Hannah had bewitched him, using her powers to control his mind, so that he walked to the cliff in a daze and threw himself over the edge. Yeah, there was even people who alleged that they were witnesses and saw her fighting with him. But can we believe them? We don't know. They feel like this town has a grudge. Well, you know, 
fighting with someone does not mean that you then, A, threw them off a ledge, B, uh-huh. bewitched them and caused them to fall to their own death. You can just fight and a fight is a fight. That's true. It you can know? just be over and done with. It doesn't end in bewitching. What did we say in the Polybius episode? History isn't what really happened. It's what people wrote about what happened. Bam. Here you Mic go. Drop. Yes. Rumors began to swirl in the small village. Hannah Hovey was a witch. Never before accused of being a witch until her husband's death, the townspeople now began calling her Hannah Crana instead of Hannah Hovey. While it is unclear why her neighbors chose the word Crana, apart from it rhyming, Ray Bandisi, author of Speaking Ill of the Dead, Jerks in Connecticut History, suggests that the Scottish surname, Crana, meaning rocky or lofty place, referred to the large rock on her property that she allegedly stood upon while gazing down at the town below. This was no ordinary rock, for it bore a devilish mark. An imprint in the stone looked just like a cloven footprint, according to Bandishi's book. It was here Hannah would allegedly hold consultations with the devil. Townspeople pointed to the visible imprints of a woman's feet on the ground, turned to face imprints of cloven hooves as proof of her dalliance with Satan. There's just no better place to live if you're a powerful, all-powerful woman that everyone calls a witch than a crag above the town (laughs) that you can scornfully stare at them from above while your cloak whips behind you in the wind. Especially if you've got a devil rock in your front yard with footprints in it. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, if she wasn't a witch, someone was telling, the universe was telling her she needed to be one. And I I mean, when they're going to buy the house, that's got to be a feature that they offer when they tell they're like a hype on the hill. So you can stare down scornfully at others. And if you would like to have a dalliance with Satan, we have the pre-imprinted hoof marks Mm -hmm. where he can stand and you can face the other direction. She's like, what's the square footage again? What are are, you you said it was two and a half bass. I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) Done and done. Absolutely. As the allegations of witchcraft spread, Hannah was nowhere to be seen. Centuries earlier, those accused of witchcraft were often publicly ridiculed, tortured, and forced to stand trial for their alleged dark practices. During the Salem witch trials of 1692 and 1693, more than 200 people were accused of witchcraft. Of those, 30 were convicted and 19 were executed by hanging. Luckily for Hannah, following the Salem witch trials, Puritans became a bit more sensible. They began to view the trials as a mortifying example of... Government run amok and an embarrassment, according to the New England Historical Society. In fact, the NEHS reports that after the executions of the Salem witch trials, no one was ever indicted, convicted, or executed for witchcraft ever again. So they just had to shut it down. Yeah, I mean, that was not a good look, you know. No, and I would love to do a deep dive on the Salem witch trials. Also, bucket list, Halloween, Salem. Next, 2022, we're doing it. Let's do it. You heard it here, folks. If you're listening to us around Halloween in 2022. Send us an email. Hopefully, we went. (laughs) You're going to send an email and you get an auto reply that says, we cannot respond right now. We are in Salem for Mm, Halloween. Even if it's three years from now, we're going to keep that auto reply up. We we get, there was one that we did. Was it Mothman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get DMs about that one because we recorded it in like late, late 2018, early 2019. And we're, or no, late, yeah, 
late 2018, early 2019. And, and some, on like, some point, we talk about being in the future or something. Yeah. And we're like, if you're listening to this in like October of 2020, just like tell us if everything's going to be okay. And everyone's like, nothing's okay. <laughs> no. You guys sound so hopeful and naive. <laughs> nothing's okay. <laughs> the same with like the early 2020 episodes. We're like, later this year, we're going to do, we're going to travel the world. And everyone's like, we're headlining Dallas Comedy Festival. Nope. <laughs> canceled. Everything's canceled. Everything. They're like, everything burn it all yeah shut it down shut it down so well i mean at least they learned their lesson here with the salem witch trials that yeah. they didn't want to be they're like we don't want to be known as the people who torture and execute witches we want to be known as the people who maybe used to do that but don't anymore yes yes and after centuries perhaps people will forget i'm here to tell you now in 2021 we have not we are still talking about <laughs> they're like surely if in 1693 if we never after that date we never execute another witch people won't talk about this it'll mm. we'll be fine yeah yeah totally jokes on you whoops <laughs> some mistakes will follow you for nearly half a year after her husband's death, Hannah was only seen at night, dressed in widow's black, sometimes standing in the swamp behind her house. Even though the general consensus was that she killed her husband, rumors of her powers made the authorities too afraid to arrest her. Well, that's right there. Just playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of power. When you're like... I honestly didn't even do anything, but everyone is so terrified of me that they won't come talk to me. My dream. If, ever, if I, like, people are so terrified of me, they don't come to my house and want things. Yeah, you don't get hassled. It'd be yeah. great. Don't have anybody awesome. stopping by, asking to borrow stuff, or looking for, I don't know what they looked for but back then. Did they have sugar? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't That's know a great when, question. Someone's going to be like, actually. things actually. got discovered. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or where things were grown. Connecticut, they had, what did they put in their tea? Probably nothing. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of snow up there. Maybe they just melted, <laughs> just melted it in. snow. I don't know what they did. But yeah, I mean, you don't want people coming and knocking on your door and bugging you. Especially, she needs a couple months to, She's you know, grieving. Mourn. Yeah. Yes. So leave her alone. And the tradition was when you were a widow to dress all in black i guess until forever i don't know if there was a time limit on it but i read that you know it was long black dresses and you know black cloaks and stuff so one might you know draw the conclusion that if there's this old woman that lives up on the hill Mm -hmm. And she's dressed in all black, standing out in her swamp, and, you know, that... That's the part I have a question about. <laughs> that they're like, like, old Hannah Crana up there, and she's <laughs> like, I'm just grieving, and this was the captain and I spot in the swamp. This is where we used to come and stand together every morning. Let me be. Poor oh, Hannah. You know, some people go to Lover's Lane. Hannah Crana and the captain went to the swamp. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was wondering if that's some kind of widow's ritual, but that makes way more sense. I don't know. You know, maybe she was frogging or clamming, you know, don't they have clams there? Just grief clamming. You got to. It's the only way to get through it. You got to get through it. So we all way. grieve in our own ways. And if you need a mollusk to help you, you gotta, move on, then that is your clam. business. I'm not going to question you. <laughs> We're going to get so many DMs from, I don't know what Connecticut people from Connecticut call themselves. Connecticut. 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 Connecticut Connectors. 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 Uh, and let me just say. I I got nothing but love for a band Connecticut. So um, I want to go. I've always oh, wanted yeah, to go I've never been. to Connecticut. I've always wanted to go to anywhere in the New England area. I mean, I've been to Boston. I've been and, to Boston uh, and Cambridge. Maine. 
For, oh, did you attend Harvard? I went to Harvard. I had a hamburger at the restaurant across the street. That's as close as I got. <laughs> that, that's I went how to the, I, went I did to go Harvard. to the bathroom in a building there. I, so I oh, recently okay. went to Stanford. Also went to the bathroom in the bookstore. You know what? Hit up the Ivy League bathrooms. <laughs> are they better <laughs> than? Are they better than state schools? Okay, me in the Stanford bookstore bathroom. We had there's an oh. incident. That, oh, okay, no. so. If I may briefly. So I went to the bathroom and there had a line had formed and it was one giant stall. So it was a relatively small bathroom. It was a mega stall. So it's good because, you know, if you needed extra room, extra access, plus there was a baby changing table. So a woman was waiting in the corner on her phone. I don't know what I thought she was waiting to go to the bathroom. But when the stall freed up, she let me go. So I walked in and was waiting. And another lady walks in after me. Again, it's one long wall, so it's a half of it's a door, half of it's a wall. It takes up the whole bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. And we're standing there, and the lady leans down and looks under, and so she sees a pair of feet. Oh, god! And she goes across over to the wall, and she just starts pushing on the wall. Oh, no. She thought she's it was pushing, another stall. And she's pushing on it, and she's looking around, and she's pushing, and she's like, I don't think this door opens. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, that's a wall. And she goes, <laughs> How did you know? And I said, the hand, there's no handle. And also, just like two connectors on each side. And she's like, oh, okay. And I thought, because before that, I had this kind of chip on my shoulder of like, man, all these kids out here playing their beanbag game, they're all smarter than me. And then I was in there and I was like, nope, nope. Oh, uh-uh. this, was the, this was a Stanford student. I mean, she looked as if she could have been. I don't know. Wow. I, maybe, so, But then again, so could I have. So possibly yeah. she was an interloper like myself. But just watching her push on that door, I thought, well, you know, I probably, I might could have gotten in here. I don't know. I never tried. It reminds me of the Far Side um, cartoon, Gary Larson Far Side, mm-hmm. where it says Midvale School for the Gifted. And the guy um, on the door, it says... Uh, pull and he's just pushing on it real hard. It's, it goes both one of my ways. Favorite. Yeah, <laughs> the door goes both ways. It's one of my favorites. Um, well, all that to be said, um, <laughs> if you are from Connecticut, we love you for sure. Always, yeah. Oh, I have been to Boston and Maine, but it was only for like a half a day each, and I'm dying to go back. We gotta do a full New England tour. Yes, for sure. Um very much trying to go to like a Stephen King main road trip type of thing. After the captain's passing, Hannah was very poor and relied on the bounty of her garden and the stream behind her house to feed her. When the land didn't provide, she often turned to her neighbors for items such as food and firewood. Hannah knew of her witchy reputation and often used it to her advantage. If a neighbor refused to help, Hannah would threaten to curse them. As one story goes, Hannah was out walking one day when she saw some delicious pumpkin pies cooling on a neighbor's windowsill. She asked the woman if she could have one. Feeling sorry for the widow, the woman obliged, but gave Hannah the smallest pie she had. Unsatisfied, Hannah asked for a larger one. When the woman refused, Hannah cursed the baker, and the woman never baked a tasty pie again. Dang, at least give her the medium-sized one. Damn, this is how I would use my powers. (laughs) Strictly food related. If people, yes, yes, if I don't get the biggest piece of pizza or, you know, (laughs) like the uh, best looking piece of pie, 
boom, done. you're done. You're done. They know so. better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't know. Uh, just give her the medium size. pie. Give her pie. the medium size pie. Give her the largest pie. Yeah, for, who cares? I mean, you know what? Then she puts a spell on you to where you bake like the best pies in the village, so she can have all them. of a sudden you, you you're bringing in all the dough. Okay. For the pie. <laughs> and, you know, now you're the pie woman of Monroe. Done and, and then, done. then we get to do an episode on you. The pie right. woman of Monroe. Not anymore, though, because you were, no. it's very short-sighted. A lot of the folks in this story, I find, are, they, they want a momentary, uh, either a jab or a laugh. And then look what, look at you now. Look what, look you what did. you've done. Yeah. Where are you now? You're not, you don't have an episode. Mm-mm. You're not in the history books. Nope. You don't even have it. You're just the pie woman. You have your pie even, was worth it. <laughs> you have a name. Another instance involved a negligent neighbor who let his cows trample Hannah's garden. Rather than apologize, the man responded to Hannah with jeering laughter. In response, Hannah told him, My curse upon you and my curse upon your crop. Thinking nothing of this angry older woman, the farmer went home and headed to bed. When he woke the next morning, every single potato in his field had been struck with the terrible blight. Seeing the reach of her power, he went to apologize. The next year, when he planted corn instead of potatoes, Hannah informed him that the crop would flourish, telling him, Always remember that as others do to me, even so do I to them. Good for good and evil for evil. (laughs) And it said in the newspaper that, that he went out and checked his crop, and it was lush AF. Well, there you go. It's not the words they used in the 1901 newspaper article I read. <laughs> they didn't? Mm, no. They, they were like, that crop was lit, yo. I don't think <laughs> people say that anymore. Lit? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been on TikTok in a while, so I'm really down on my youth lingo right now. Oh, my goodness. Last time I, I went down a rabbit hole of high school bathroom TikTok. You sent me was, some of those. And I was, I was to you. appalled. Well, there's a lot of this whole whatever challenges going on of the Texas Lawyers Facebook group was a flutter the other day because apparently they said the October challenge was slap a staff member, faculty member challenge, which is in a, in Texas, it's a felony because it's assault on a public servant. So it automatically is a felony. Uh, and so there was all this argument about whether it should or shouldn't be a felony. I mean, I think it is. Don't slap your teacher. Win, win for everyone. Just don't do it. I think we've got, in fact, I know we've got some high school listeners and even yes. younger Let's just talk to them for a second. Hey, guys, if you're listening, we hope that maybe you respect what we have to say as your elders. <laughs> Don't participate in these no. challenges. Don't go slap your teachers. Don't deface your school property. When you get to be older, you're going to look back and think, man, I was an asshole. Because speaking as somebody who was a huge asshole in high mm-hmm. school, like, you're going to look back and say, I, now I did never slapped a teacher and I did not deface property. I was more just shitty to, uh, you know, my parents and stuff. <laughs> You're so rebellious. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was very rebellious. Yeah. But, you know, kids, just be cool. Everybody be cool. Just be cool. Be, uh, and Paris tells me stories. He was like a cool, wild teen in high school. And uh, he'll tell me stories and I'm like, you did what? <laughs> he goes, well, what did you do? I was like, oh, I'll watch um, Late Night. <laughs> TV land shows. Watched, uh, watch Dick Van Dyke. Watch Dick Van Dyke. <clears throat> yeah. Oh man, I missed out. But I did see where they defaced the bathroom property 
uh, whatever it was this last month's challenge where you were just literally supposed to just yank a toilet out of the wall, apparently, uh, or yank soap dispensers off the wall. And they said a young man in Texas had slipped on the soap and broken his foot and it took him out for his whole football season. It was a senior football season, which sucks because that's, you know, you maybe get a scholarship mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and it was I he mean, the one that broke it or he mm-mm. just, he, he was a victim. Oh, he was trying to go victim. take a leak. Mm-hmm. Damn. That consequences. Yeah. So stuff Here's like that. a legal question. Yeah. What's up? If he found out who did that, could you sue them? I would, I mean, assuming it was a minor, it probably would be. You probably want to sue their parents. A lot of times homeowners insurance will cover for the torts of minors. Because if it did say affect, I mean, even if it didn't affect a scholarship or anything, it affected his livelihood for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can't go worry, you know, whatever job you have is presuming you're probably on your feet. So, Or just have a good rest of your high school year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Pain and suffering, medical bills. I think so. I think you could sue. Uh, the parents as, you know, because they're in charge of the kid and, uh, that's really negligence because the kid was fucking around pouring soap everywhere and Mm -hmm. his actions are approximate cause of that guy's broken foot. So there you go. Another reason to just be cool. Don't drag your parents into this shit. (laughs) I also, I cannot with the list that was circulating of the possible future challenges. I sent it to you and it said January was jab abreast. And I have to assume jab is punch, which is not cool, Mm -mm. but jab to me sounds like like a stab. That's horrifying. Don't do that either. Don't do anything to anybody's tits except your own. No, or unless somebody ask. asks you to. <laughs> yeah, jab to it. me means like it's a quick punch, like a jab in boxing. Oh. Like, yeah, it oh. would hurt. I mean, any way you slice it, it's assault. So Yeah, don't do that. You know, don't do any of that stuff. Just That's freaking crazy. be cool. Yeah. It's turned into a PSA. It's like, <laughs> hey kids, it's your aunts, well, Christy and Heather. <laughs> it's your cool aunts. I also cool want to know who comes up with these lists. Well, and also I wonder, because you remember when we were, you know, younger, it, the news would say, you know, teens are worshiping the devil and we yeah. weren't. We were listening to rock and roll music. And so I say that's, we called it rock and roll <laughs> back then. Uh, <laughs> we're 63. <laughs> we were listening to John Mellencamp. Uh, but for real, but I, so I wonder too, if those lists that are circulating is truly what the teens are saying like mm-hmm. was 21 jump street involved like they had to who got the hot or deets? it's like the tide pod challenge like wasn't that all just like, like panic nothing and it was panic and parents yeah. thought kids were doing this but they weren't really yeah. doing it the, the bathroom destruction was real though i saw it on tiktok firsthand and then also like the news and they reported it and stuff like that so that's uh, hopefully slap a teacher is not gonna happen because oh. your ass is getting expelled uh dunzo for sure Well, the potato incident created even more hype around Hannah and her powers. According to a 1901 article in the Newtown Bee, Hannah Crano was described as a weird, uncanny creature whose powers of witchcraft were known by all and feared by many. The newspaper published stories of her fantastic powers that were from people of undoubted integrity and credibility with facts either actually seen or thoroughly understood. By the newspaper staff. Yeah, they really try to put a lot in there of like, this is, we saw this. A weird, uncanny creature. I think she sounds delightful. Oh, she Somebody great. I'd like to be friends with. Yeah. That's a, to me, if someone said I was a weird, uncanny creature, I'd be like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very That's much. So nice. And yes, you're right. Yes. One such account was about two farmers. Theodore Beach and Isaac Nichols, who challenged Hannah one day as they passed by her home with a wagon full of hay being pulled by oxen. Seeing her in her garden, the men shouted, Hello, old witch! 
Can you give us an exhibition of thy boasted power? The news reported that Hannah had been angered. By the tone more than the words? Anne responded in kind. Before you pass yonder tree, you shall have evidence of that which you so ironically ask. She told them, pointing to a tree down a path. As the men laughed her off, they attempted to drive away, but found themselves stuck. Once they finally got moving again, the wagon tumped over, spilling hay everywhere and causing the oxen to run off in fright, dragging the men behind them. Fucking got him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I relate so hard to the by the tone more than the words. Ooh, <laughs> I felt that in my soul. You know, you know. Also, first of all, they said hail witch. That's fucked up. Yeah. So that's that address is rude. someone like that. <laughs> but you know the tone that he said, the boasted power, like mm-hmm. pl- prove it. And his ass got literally dragged. <laughs> he was actually dragged. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, I appreciate that in my notes, I wrote that the wagon tumped over and you left that. Thank you. I thought about it. I thought about changing it. And then I thought, you know what? I use the word tumped recently. So <laughs> All the time I do. I feel like it's a legitimate word. I'm sure a lot of people that are not from the South are going to be like, what the hell does tumped mean? It means when your wagon tumps over, all the, the hay spills falls everywhere. <laughs> That's all, that is what it is. It's literally like a wagon tumped over. Yeah. Because Paris or had a your discussion. bag tumps over. Because or like, you, you get tumped out of a chair. Yes. Oh, I've tumped out of a chair. But we had a, had a discussion because, like, it's not the same as flipped. Because to me, if no. the wagon flips, then it would be the top of the wagon on the ground, wheels in the air. Tumped is the wagon is on its side. It's and just it like falls out. over. Yeah. Yes. It falls just over. tumps over. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. Sometimes Ella's like, what does tump mean? And I'm like. I, it just means something tumped over. What's tump? I'm like, it just tumped. Like, sometimes a word is a word, and you can't explain it any more than it that. It sounds like what it is. Yeah, exactly. What is that? An onomatopoeia? I think that's right. Like, bang. Yeah. Yes, or pow, or tumped. Don't you like that I said, I just go bang. It's my first one. And I'm not talking about the gun kind of bang. Well, still not everyone was convinced of Hannah's powers, with sometimes people calling them. Cunning trickery and pseudo-sorcery. Everyone in sight was soon convinced, though, when after a prolonged drought decimated their crops, the town asked Hannah for her help. She told the townspeople that, frankly, they didn't deserve rain. But feeling sorry for them, she made it rain anyway, thus proving her power to them once and for all. It's so fucking satisfying for everyone to call you a witch. Everyone's an asshole to you. They're mean to you. You try to go down to the market or whatever, and they all whisper behind your back, behind your cloak. They see you on the mountaintop, and they freaking point at you, and they come scream and call you an old witch. And then all their shit dies. And who do they turn to? Mm -hmm. The witch. Mm -hmm. They come up there. They beg for her help. And you know what? She could have told them to fuck off and let them all starve because they jacked her with the tiny pie. She she did not hold a pie grudge. You know Mm -hmm. what? Well, she did. She cursed that lady. But (laughs) she didn't let that. You know what? She made it rain. And we can. She She literally made it rain. But I like. She literally dragged somebody and she literally made it rain. (laughs) Hannah Crana was way ahead of her time. (laughs) She was the head. She's the head bitch of all this. Like she She came up with all this. (laughs) Her DNA came back. She's 100% that witch. She is. Absolutely. I also, as a very. Um, I don't, I've, we've said it before. I'm extremely petty. 
<laughs> and I hold a like really hard grudges for a long time that I should let go of. And I just won't ever. I don't care. But I love that they came up and said, will you please make it rain? And she has to not just go, okay. She's like, you don't fucking deserve rain. <laughs> but okay. I want you to know that this rain is a gift. It's not. Mm-hmm. This is not something that you're owed. This is superfluous. I am providing this to you mm-hmm. above and beyond. And I like to just twist the knife a little bit. And I really, I, I relate to this part highly. Would you have made it rain for them? Like, probably not for several days. She did it, like, the next day. I would have probably made him wait mm. for it and been like, I need at least four more people to come up here and ask me very nicely. Yes. I Well, because your love language is words of affirmation. True. So I imagine even in colonial times, you would have been like, I, I need you to compliment my head-to-toe black dress and my white bonnet before I even think about making it rain for anybody. I think I'm going to go head-to-toe black dress and black bonnet. I'm going all out. You're going all black? Yeah. Yeah, maybe with like a net over the face. Well, I would have been a witch, so So. I I would have just been riding around on a broomstick with rags or something. Yeah. Yeah, I would have totally leaned in. You're the actual witch. I dare you you to hang me. (laughs) That's not happening. You're the actual witch. I would be the one that's on the crag that just has such a (laughs) sully disposition that people are like, she's probably a witch. I'm like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Give me your pie. Yes. See, that's you got the best of both worlds because people fear you, but you also, you're just like, you don't have that uh, on your conscience. You know, you don't have the burden of all that. Yeah. We would have still been friends, though. And 100%. Yeah. Witchy deeds together. A witch gang. It's 16 or 1800s witch gang. It's a, called a coven, I believe. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> See? <laughs> mean bitch on the hill. Just, I need you to teach me. Thank no, you. I, that's what I'm here for. And then it's like a motorcycle gang. So you have a black leather jacket mm-hmm. and it says witch gang. And then underneath it, it says known by all and feared by many. I love it. God. Or the witch okay. gang is called weird uncanny creatures. And well, then that's here's the our new, Here's our n- newest t-shirt. Right Known here. by all, feared by many. Mm-hmm. Throughout her years, Hannah rarely left her home, preferring the company of her cat, Grimalkin, and her enormous Shanghai rooster, Old Boreas. She was also surrounded by her bodyguards, several snakes in various breeds and sizes that she kept in her cellar. Though she may have had aggressive run-ins with her human neighbors, Hannah was known as a friend to the animals, particularly the squirrels and birds who lived near her home. When even the most expert hunters dared to come stalk wildlife near her house, they found that every single shot they fired would miss, leading the paper to report, No bird or animal can be found killed or in any way harmed. In the area surrounding Hannah's house. This is the part that I was researching when I texted you and told you that there were like eight crows outside my window Mm -hmm. and like seven squirrels and normally they're in the backyard but they happen to be right outside my office window and i just feel like hannah crana was you're you're hannah crana she was there i told you how i my new thing i'm doing is befriending crows (laughs) yes you sent the google results when you were saying how to to i i googled how to do it i've figured it all out i i am waiting on some things to arrive but um, <laughs> you I... ordered products. <laughs> what? You ordered products yeah, to lure you. crows to your home. <laughs> I want to give them what they want. Apparently, they can be very picky eaters, and so and you also want you're supposed to feed them like healthy stuff. Although they also apparently like dog food, dry dog food. So oh. I'm gonna try that. But you have to like try different things out to see what they like. Yeah, you you want to you want to draw them in without harming them. Yes, yes, and it's yes, it's. 
I am giving a gift to them. I am not expecting a gift in return. If they happen to leave a gift for me and we form a relationship and I write a children's book called Christy and the Crow, (laughs) then that is a perfect ending to this story. But Ella and I are trying to befriend some crows, and I think this is a perfect time of year to do so because they're everywhere. (laughs) It's a mother-daughter bonding, and in maybe five to ten years, you're going to be the lady on Home Alone 2. I (laughs) would love it. With crows, not pigeons. (laughs) As the years passed, her beloved old Boreas died, followed shortly thereafter by Grimalkin. Townspeople believed old Boreas had been Hannah's familiar, an animal guide who helps witches with their magic, according to the New England Historical Society. Having lost old Boreas, Hannah took it as a sign that she too would soon be leaving this world. She told a neighbor she was going to die soon and gave them instructions for how she wanted her burial carried out. The plans were simple. Bury me after sunset. Have a sufficient number of bearers to carry me in my coffin from my house to the grave. Do not attempt to take me in any kind of vehicle, but see you to it that it is done in the manner I have named. She finished the instructions with a warning. Obey my wishes strictly if you would avoid trouble and vexation of spirit. For remember, even after I am no more, there will be that which I shall leave behind that will see that my wishes in this matter are respected and fulfilled. You gotta threaten them even in the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? This is a question everyone asks when they're met with their, yeah, with their, their final destination. Abject terror and respect. That's what we all want. And she just said, in more words, fuck around and find out i mean that's what she said <laughs> she just said obey my wishes strictly if you would avoid trouble and vexation of spirit is an 1800s way to say fuck yes. around and find out Absolutely. i have given you instructions fuck around and find out they about to find out mm-hmm. not long after in the winter of 1859 hannah died or as the paper reported disappeared from this earth her body was found in the snow outside her front door rather than respect her wishes though the townsfolks decided to move her body via ox-drawn sled to her grave, and rather than wait until sunset, they headed out at 2 p.m. Throughout the journey to her gravesite, the coffin flew off several times, in some instances defying gravity and flying back up the hill toward her house. Even chains broke off with the coffin, making its way off the sled time and again. Yeah, they said at first it just kind of tumped off the sled, mm-hmm. but then... They said they they were like, we're losing it. This it is was, wild. It was full on coffin flop. It was coffin flop. This was live, full live coffin <laughs> flop. Her naked blue butt fell right out of the coffin. I, that might be the hardest I've ever laughed at a sketch in my life. If you haven't seen, I think you should leave season two on Netflix. Coffin flop. I, I thought I was going to wake up the kids. I was taken <laughs> by such surprise and not since, well, Coffin flop, and then most recently, when I watched *Malignant*, <laughs> those two times, I nearly choked to death from coughing so hard. <laughs> Both of these. <laughs> also, if you haven't watched *Malignant*, buckle up. <laughs> yeah, get get ready. You got a full attention. If it were in theaters, I'd go see it. They need to do like a screening where we can dress up like the characters and do like oh, a God. call and response to the screen or something. We're talking about doing a mystery science theater type thing of Malignant on our Patreon. So we might do like a Twitch stream and, and yeah. do that because 
Oh my God, it's we too good not to. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about Malignant well after we've watched it. <laughs> I think about it at least once a day. Oh yeah, no, it, it pops into my mind in various ways, in mm-hmm. various manners. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Coffin Flop, man, this is this was a Hannah Cranick Coffin Flop where she, <laughs> I mean, shot up the mountainside. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they, but what did we say? They found out. Yeah, they found out. They fucked around, so they found out. It wasn't until they finally took her coffin home, let it remain until just before sunset, then took it down to her grave by hand, that they were able to transport her successfully. Later that night, the townspeople looked upon the hill to see Hannah's house engulfed in flames. Finding no footprints leading up to the burned structure, they concluded it was Hannah herself who somehow lit the fire from beyond the grave. Can you come on? This is awesome. Lighting no the fire get from my beyond shit. the grave sounds like an Indigo Girls song. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I am so here good. for it. It's so it's good. So yes. Good. Yeah. Because you know they were going to pillage her shit. Yes. She's like, y'all want to see what I was up to? Well, guess what? You nosy motherfuckers, burn. Ain't going to see shit. You can Mm-mm. get you a fistful of ashes and go stand in the cloven hoof. <laughs> go stand in my swamp. They do need to stand in the swamp for the grief clams. <laughs> they do. Yeah. That's well, they're going to handle the death of her. Yes. I like to think that that is now a Connecticut ritual. It's a tradition. Where upon losing a loved one, you find the nearest swamp and you stand amidst the clams and just grieve until you feel a little bit better. If that's not one yet, can the Connecticuters, can, we make it? can the connect, whatever the, you guys call yourself, can we, connectors, can we do this, please? I would love it if you stay, you stand in the swamp and when the clam approaches you, that's when you know you're ready to move on. <laughs> oh, and you open it up. Yeah. How beautiful. It opens itself up just like you should open yourself up to moving on. <laughs> God, nature is so healing. This is what they mean by that. Yes. It's truly magical place. Look around you. Everything you you need is is right in front of you. (laughs) Well, the fear of Hannah and her powers was such that no villager would venture after nightfall on the unused road leading past her home. Even long after she was gone. Her body remains in its final resting place in Gregory's Four Corners Burial Ground on Spring Hill Road in Trumbull, Connecticut, for those wishing to pay their respects. Tread carefully, though. According to the New England Historical Society and Connecticut Post, near her grave, visitors have reported hearing haunting whispers and devilish laughter. An ethereal image of a woman is said to often appear in the middle of Spring Hill Road, causing divers to swerve, lose control of their car, and fatally crash head-on into Hannah's gravestone, proving that even from beyond the grave, the curse of Hannah Crana holds strong this woman she's you know i i mean if she is making people swerve and crash into her gravestone they must be descendants of the people the pie woman that's you know the guys yelling old witch yes yeah so check your family your ancestry.com and see what you got going on there because you might not want to go on old spring hill road Stay away, because she's a grudge holder. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I feel <laughs> I'd hold a grudge for three hundred fifty years, however long it's been. Yeah. If you if I did not get the pie I wanted till on my deathbed, you're not Never getting forget. a you're not getting an apology. Nah. Well mm-hmm. beyond. Well, wasn't that someone was or we were, we were talking about that on the show where you said what would you do if you're a ghost and I said I'd go back and irritate <laughs> the people that wronged me. Yes, yes, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, I think I said I would. Or somebody asked on a Patreon Q and A. 
where what would you do? What who would you haunt? And you said people around me. I said Beyonce or like a celebrity. Like yeah, I want to see out. what's. I want to go hang out. Yes, um, and do helpful things for this celebrity. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, put okay. if she's looking for like you know her her purse or something. All of a sudden, there it is, Beyonce. There's your Louis bag right there. Got your yeah. back. Yes, always. I've always got Beyonce's back. <laughs> well, so what do we think? Well, I think you put it uh, pretty clearly when you were saying, you know, women in the 1800s, if they did not uh, succumb to society's expectations that they were labeled a witch. Mm-hmm. I, did I, I say that at the beginning or did I say that before we started recording? I think you said that off the air. We're talking okay. about that off the air. <laughs> so I think you nailed it. But also, I mean, how do you explain the potato blight? I mean, maybe yeah. she went and dumped a bunch of stuff and poisoned all of his potatoes. Or it's just luck of the draw. I mean, or it just happened to be. Yeah. Or the, how she uh, made it rain. The. Book, um, the jerks speaking ill of the dead, jerks in Connecticut history. Which, what a title, Ray Bandisi. <laughs> Go Mad for props it. to you, yeah. But he said a lot in that book. He was um, could chalk most things up to just a broken clock's right at least two times a day. Like mm. you know, maybe she just lucked out and it happened to to rain and the crops were plentiful then. But you know what? I think you can hold two truths at the same time and. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but maybe she was also a witch. Well, and she she truly did have some type of power because the stingy pie baker, when she said, you're never going to make another good pie again, that the power that Hannah Crana held was to get in her head. Mm-hmm. And then she fucked every pie up subsequent to that day. And so she learned a valuable lesson to that day again, fucking around and finding out. Mm-hmm. Just give her the big pie. So she truly did have great power. Coffin flop. That's a great. I don't know how that. I don't know how she managed that to shoot the coffin back. Magnets. Yeah, I don't know. you know. But I mean, like powers. we said, history's uh, not what happened. It's what people write about what happened. But I think if you're a, if you want to be a witch and you're a witch in your heart, then you're a witch. And yeah. if she wasn't before, and then the townspeople were like, "Hey, old witch," she's like, "All right, well now you guys have asked for it, so here you go. No mm-hmm. more potatoes. No more pies." And I'm burning my house down so you guys can't rummage through my stuff. I think it's you see how powerful labels are, especially if you want to give one to yourself. Because she says, you know, I am a witch and I will. What what, what happens to me will happen to you. So good mm-hmm. for good, evil for evil. And she put that out there. And you know what? Those boys that jumped over and got drug in their wagon learned a lesson real quick. So they did. I, I think that she did have some type of power. Was it supernatural? Possibly, but I think she definitely at least had power of personality and was sure. able to control, if not the weather or fire from beyond the grave, at the very least control the people around her to have them come and beg her for mercy and beg mm-hmm. her for rain. They they believed it. And if, you know, if known by all, feared by many. Come on now. That's, That's the greatest power of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none better. Yeah. Well, uh, next time we're in Connecticut, or the first time we're in Connecticut, <laughs> we'll have to go visit... Go visit her grave. I want to. And then we'll pay our own respects by finding the nearest swamp and waiting for our clam to come to us. Exactly. We have to grieve her. And we got to wear our uh, our cool witch gang jackets. Oh, for sure. We definitely are going to get those made. Yeah. You've been saying you want a a jean jacket, a denim jacket. This this is, we get a denim jacket, we turn it into our witch gang jacket. Done and done. Perfect. Nice. Well, we have a lot of live shows that we can wear these jackets to coming up. 
So exciting. We said earlier we're coming to Denver and Salt Lake City. Denver's October 13th at Comedy Works downtown Denver. Salt Lake City, we're going to be at Wise Guys Comedy October 14th at Jordan Landing. Uh, and so those are going to be super fun shows. We got, like we said, at every tour stop, there is a local legend or creepy topic that's something near you. So it'll be familiar to y'all. Um, and in some of these cases, we're able to go and visit the the things we're mm-hmm, covering. And, mm-hmm. and this is no exception, at least for, for one of these. So uh, we'll love to see you guys there. We're also going to do a little Texas tour at the end of the month. We have San Antonio, October 26th, Dallas, October 27th, which is sold out. But the good news is we've added a second date in Dallas. So if you missed out on your Dallas tickets, you can still get some for November 2nd. It has yet to sell out, but getting close. A lot. I looked last night. A lot of the VIP things are sold out. So get your tickets now. Get them now. Um, And then also the Houston show is October 28th, which is my birthday. So Mm -hmm. just if you're in the Houston area or driving distance, come on down. We're going to have a birthday bash for me. We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be super fun. So go to Sinisterhood.com slash live shows and come see us. And you have an improv show. I do. Friday, October 8th, right? Yes. Friday, October 8th. If you want to come to Dallas Comedy Club, I will be guesting in Hot Dish, which is uh, they have a monologist, a kind of a stand-up comedian will come out and tell you a fun story. It's going to be Ellen Fultz. She's very funny. Uh, And she'll tell a true story. And then we as improvisers, me and some of my absolute favorite people to prov with unfortunately you're not gonna be in this show but man the last time we were together it was was such a good show dream come true uh some of those folks are back and then some new folks so it's a rotating cast so i'll be there october 8th dallas comedy club and the link should be on our website as well Mm -hmm. at uh, sinisterhood.com slash live shows just scroll all the way down to the bottom We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in Ruling the Airwaves and Getting Into It tiers, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive video and audio content including Am I the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Dear Sinister, we're going to have some listener-submitted Am I the Assholes coming up as well. Uh, so sometimes we do them off Reddit, but now we're going to do them from uh, some submissions we've had y'all send in. And we've also done some tour behind-the-scenes videos. We have our live streams you can watch, uh, the archive versions of, and then also uh, in the future as well. So we got all kinds of fun stuff. We just had a super fun live Judge Christie that was... Oh, so fun. It was, it was very, very fun, yes. You also now have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We'll also hop on occasionally, and we're hosting monthly Q&As, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For patrons not in the U.S., you now have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. When you select this option, you will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. 
So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch, including our BuzzFeed features featured Don't Tell Me to Calm Down Racerback tank in the Let's Get Into It tank, which I wore today uh, when I walked the dogs. Uh, so keep the pictures of yourselves coming. And if you want to get some cool swag like T-shirts, mugs, totes, and clothes for your kiddos, as well as through the month of October, support the Center for Reproductive Rights. We're going to donate all of our proceeds from our merch sales through October uh, to that lovely organization fighting for reproductive justice, uh, not just just for women and people with uteruses in Texas, but for folks who need access to it everywhere. Uh, so visit Sinisterhood.com, click on Shop in the top banner. And we have our tour shirt, too. Yes. So get yourself a tour one. shirt, wear it to one of the shows. If you want us to sign it, we're happy to. We'll bring a silver Sharpie because it's a black shirt, so we'll yep. sign it for you. And uh, some other people have, have brought all kinds of fun stuff for us to sign, mm-hmm. so we'll do that. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood, and that's where you'll find our 31 Days of Sinisterhood Challenge. Christy, where are you at on the computer? I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and on Twitter at Christy or GTFO. Heather? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Sarah. Patricia Downward. Chelsea Fiedler. Sam. Ainsley McGreevy. MSR, Megan, Hannah, Kathy Frackus, Tara Hale, Hannah, so many Hannahs. I think it's a sign. Pilar Rogers, Melanie Page Robinson, May, Brittany Terry, Ash Nozek, Elizabeth Finn, Camille Young, Cassandra Schilling, Jennifer, Sarah Breitfielder, Jules, Amanda Arnett, Ashley, Elisa Brown. Misty Martinez, Shelby Grace, Danielle Brown, Yuritsa Matos, Taylor Roden, Erica Polly, Kim Reed, Wendy H., Caroline, Leslie Horn, Christine File, Morgan Casey, Erica Hay, Sean Herskowitz, Abel Ray, Naomi Collins, Kristen George, Tracy Wallace, Daniel Stitch, Ty, Tina Chin, Nicole Mason, Rachel Reed, Miranda Clark, Wendy Pesh, Carly Knight, Kristen Santamore, Lauren Boalalis, Mia Catherine, Tish Condado, Fatina Louvier, Laurel Pike, Susanna Brimner, Kate Bennett, Amanda Schmidt, Jessica Stein, Megan Beeman, Heather Burris, Roxanne Geyser, Sherry Jackson, Ashley Shields, Amelia Router, Paige Scott, Laura Latrell, Allie, Aaron Lesueur, Sherry McNamara, Aaron, Every Bad Wolf WF, Destiny Head, Megan Gunter, Jessica Bradley, and Neve Bowden. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We hope we pronounced your names correctly. We sincerely appreciate all your help. We couldn't do this without you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs> Sin